Hello and welcome to The Advice Show. From advising clients to practice management, this podcast will give you UK and global insight into the financial planning profession. My name is James Fitzgerald, your host and senior reporter at NMA. And today I'm joined by the product manager of digital advice business, Open Money, Alex Bodek. Alex, welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining us. Hi, James. Thanks for having me. Now, you joined the advice industry around seven years ago as a protection advisor and then moved into a paraplanning role with IFAs. Uh, you then made the jump to open money around 14 months ago and are now on, you know, working on the product side of the business. So just to kick things off, really, let's talk about your journey into financial advice and, of course, you know, how did that lead you to work with open money? Sure, absolutely. So um, I have to say in terms of financial advice, uh, it wasn't where I started out my career. I originally, after graduating from university, I uh, went down to London along with many of my friends and uh, worked on the sort of sales and account management side for a multinational consultancy company. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a couple of years, I, I moved back to Manchester, actually. And um, I was looking for a career, really, that had that combined soft and hard skills. And I, I'd heard about um, a friend of mine had mentioned about financial planning and advice and how after the retail distribution review, it was becoming more like a, a profession alongside law and accountancy. Mm. Um, so it seemed really, really interesting to me that, you know, there was this opportunity here. Um, you know, it seemed that at the time, uh, a lot of people, because of the exams that have come in, were leaving the industry and there's um, the opportunity for sort of new blood to kind of come into the industry as well. Yeah. Um, so that's that's why back in, you know, around 2014, I, um, I looked to get into it so i was looking originally for uh, an advisor position like a training advisor position and um yeah initially started out as you say as a protection advisor um and the more i did this for about a year and the more i learned about profession i realized that I really wanted to understand more about holistic planning uh which led to me uh, moving to an ifa uh, to become a power planner and i spent the next five years as a power planner and in that time, I learned uh, in that time I learned a great deal about financial planning and investing. Um, however, as I started to sort of look forward at what the future of my career would be, uh, it became clear to me that uh, you know post RDR uh, you know, that there wasn't this new flood uh, of advisors coming through, and that mm. the industry was struggling to train up the next generation. And um, you know, I, I sort of realised that with you know, diminishing advisor numbers that. Uh, access to financial advice is only going to become harder uh, to come by for the general public unless something changed. And I started to just generally reading articles or exploring for myself how technology was starting to try and fill that uh, that advice gap. And that's really where my uh, my interest started to grow because uh, I saw I could see that technology was having an increasing role to play in the future of advice. And that's whether it was allowing traditional advice firms to become more efficient and uh, delivering advice in a more sophisticated way. So, for example, a cash flow modelling, mm. something I'm really involved in as a power planner, uh, or whether it's automating elements of the advice process to make it more scalable and, and accessible to the wider public. So that's that's really when I started to decide that my future lay um, in using sort of my knowledge of delivering advice, which I'd, I'd built up over the years, um, to, to move into a technology-focused company that was looking to solve those problems. Uh, I started looking, searching for a company that would be the right fit for me. And that, that's what led me to open money. Um, 
really, and, and how I could use my existing skill set and adapt um, to a com- you know to a, tenet- a digital company. Um, and that's really that's really what led me to where I am today. Yeah, great. What what attracted you to Open Money as a business? Um, so what attracted me to Open Money was that it's it's their mission. It's their mission statement. They're looking to to reduce the advice gap, and you know they're they're actually producing a, they produce an advice gap report every year with YouGov, and that's that's something that they're very passionate about. And they're passionate about using uh, te- technology to make this to make advice scalable and accessible mm. to to the general public, uh, and to to really democratize it because. Uh, as I say, with the way the industry is going, uh, you know, unless you there's a there's a whole segment of the population where, unless they've got more than say fifty thousand uh, pounds, you know, of, of capital, really, advice isn't uh, accessible for them. So finding finding a way in which you can build a service that, you know, can bridge that gap and and provide it to people, um, is 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 kind of the missing piece. Open money allows people to invest from as little as one pound if it's suitable for them. So, yeah, uh, I was just really inspired by their vision of of being able to automate uh, a lot of the processes that I was doing as a as a, as a power planner, and also automate elements of the advice process to make that accessible to the masses. Can you talk me through the you know the client experience with working with Open Money? I mean, we've had your uh, your boss CEO of Open Money, Anthony Morrow, on this podcast many times before. <laughs> Um, but, you know, to hear from someone that's, you know, only been there about 14 months, it'd be great to see how you see the client experience when dealing with a, you know, digital advice firm. Yeah, I think, I think in terms of the way we deliver advice, you, and this in particular as a product manager, you understand that people like to absorb uh, uh, information or deal with services in different ways. And, some people like to, uh, you know, they like to purely read literature themselves and then, uh, you know, go through our, our service, put in the data, answer it, and then they'll get their recommendation at the end. And that's happy to do that. But for every um, recommendation that we make, we do, we provide access to an advisor if they want to talk through the recommendation. Mm. So we've got this hybrid model where you you can have that experience, which is kind of akin to a, a traditional advisor, but uh, so it's, it's allowing people to absorb or interact with uh, with um, our process and the recommendation and the advice in the way that they want to, which having that flexibility, I think, is is is, is great. Yeah, perfect. And, you know, you spoke about your role earlier being the product manager. Can you talk me through that role, you know, how it fits in with open money and, you know, why are products important to you? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of that role, it's, best way to explain product management is really is it's like a segue between um all the different elements of, of building the product so uh, research um so finding out what uh what the market wants what potential market opportunities are where the gaps are um then working with um marketing design to come up with solutions to how you could find uh, create a product to meet that need find product market fit and then also working with engineering and the advisory teams to, to craft that product. Mm. Uh, so it's kind of the glue that that sits between all those different elements of, of a business. Uh, and, you know, that's 
that's why I find it so interesting because no one day will, will be the same. And, you know, you're working across all these different departments. So there's, you're exposed to the whole business um, on all elements, really. So it's just a very exciting place to sit, um, you know, with, uh, within open money. Would you recommend um, you know, to your younger self or people similar to get into you know, product management? Oh, absolutely. And I, and I think, um, you know, in terms of uh, the future, I think there's, there's particularly fintech as an industry in this, in this country, it's growing uh, massively at the moment and there's innovative business models, um, you know, coming about all the time now. And I think particularly product management and digital skills are incredibly important. Um, going forward and building the services that we're, that we're going to be using, uh, you know, the services of the future. Um, so I'd say, yeah, I, I, I think for me particularly, it's it's a very, um, it's a very enjoyable uh, role, and it's it's certainly I, I wish almost I'd known about it from the beginning of my career. Yeah, uh, I feel like you've almost sometimes got to go through the experience of trying different things, and then you you arrive at where you where you're meant to be. Um, and certainly, I, I find it's 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 a role that fits my um, my skill sets and interests. Absolutely, yeah, great. And you know, the FCA's in in recent months, the FCA has been quite vocal uh, with a couple of consultation uh, papers out saying that you know to address the advice gap, there needs to be you know more of a robo element in the market or more of a digital advice element in the market. How do you think it's you know this area is going to head? Is it going to become more popular? I think I think it has to. I think it has to really. Um, I think you're going to see different business models um, evolving over time. Um, as I say, there's, there's different ways people want to uh, interact with advice and, and, and uh, absorb it. So uh, it's, it's a really interesting space to see. And I think in terms of scaling up, um, you know, advice is very important. And I think the way the way to there are lots of elements of the advice process which can be made automated, that can be made efficient. I think it's important to still have that human element. Mm. And I think a lot of the, the models that are rising are these at these hybrid type models. But uh, I, I think that is definitely the way to, to reduce this, the advice gap. It's, um, I think it's, it's definitely the right approach and the right direction from the FCA, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you, you briefly spoke about it earlier, but... You know, a lot of our listeners on here, uh, owners or advisors, you know, traditional IFA firms. And, you know, there's a lot of misconception about, you know, robo-advice or digital advice, rather. You know, what, what would you say to them about, you know, the process of open money and, you know, how the business works and, and why it's so important? Um, I, what I would say is, um, you know, it has, I think it's, it certainly has its place. You know, there's, there's, as I say, there's an underserved segment of the population mm. that it's better that they receive advice um, than to than to not. I mean, there's a lot of services in fintech as well, which are sort of DIY, do it yourself, you know, self services. Yeah. So, um, in the absence of advice, you know, there's everyone's becoming their own advisor <laughs> in a way. Yeah, yeah. Which is not really the best place um, for the industry to be. So, I think the tradition open money aren't in in competition with the traditional uh advisor i would say we sit alongside them we we serve a different segment of the market and as i say that that segment that's underserved or not receiving advice right now mm. and we can certainly help them and, and whether we're their their first step or their stepping stone into 
um, receiving advice and learning about advice, then, you know, that's great. Um, but, you know, I think certainly it's, it's you know, there's there's different levels of advice. Um, and I've worked particularly in, from my background in, um, you know, all different all different levels really from um serving 50,000 clients with 50,000 50, of capital to millions and you know seeing how the different services that you offer and the different levels of complexity that you offer there mm. but um you know certainly with with uh open money our, we you know we believe our process is very robust and it's, it's it fills um a gap in the market that's 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 definitely can add value to a lot of people what is the direction of travel in the business, you know, moving forward? And, uh, you know, yeah, let's go for the short, medium term. Yeah, sure. So as, as a business, we're looking to uh, build our, our, our services and product suite so that we're becoming more holistic in terms of the advice that we're, we're providing. Uh, at the moment, our, service, our services are, uh, we're able to recommend on, ISIS, GIAs, and uh, SIPs. Uh, we recently launched uh, a, a mortgage service for first-time buyers. And, uh, you know, in the future, we're looking to um, expand that that product suite so that we'll be able to offer more holistic advice. Yeah. Um, you know, what one of the things we were really, really proud of is, you know, if, if we deem that you're not suitable to advice, uh, to receive advice uh, and invest at this um moment in time then we turn you we'll, we'll turn you away and we'll say you know this you need to get certain things um you know in order before you become suitable so maybe mm-hmm. you need an emergency funds uh, you need to build that up or um tackle your debts we've actually got an app as well uh, which uh helps support people in um budgeting so really it's about it's about that um building out the product set so that we can help people um across the whole financial life and it's got to be done in stages and it's you know it's a lot of work so we've got to we've got to build out from where we are so in the short term um you know we'll be looking at uh cash sort of savings products as well that'll be a next logical solution so for the people who aren't ready to invest we can help them to build up uh, their savings and emergency funds till they're at a point when it's right and it's suitable for them to invest mm. uh, in life uh, and then again, that fits in with things like, um, you know, like lices that would lead to people who are looking to become uh, buy their first home, but are building up that deposit fund. So that's kind of probably the next short to medium term um, goal. And then beyond that, um, look at things like protection and uh, build up more a more of a holistic proposition. Yeah, perfect. You know, moving into the advice sector as a whole. Um, and we have briefly discussed this, you know, advice gap, et cetera, et cetera. You know, what is the most important part of the advice process to you? Um, it's a really interesting question. <laughs> <laughs> most important part. Um, I, I would say it's... It's, it's about providing that i mean there's many there's many important elements really mm-hmm. is, is the answer trying to pin it down to one i mean so i threw a spanner in the works yeah you to, yeah to a degree because 
you know, there's, there's several things that are coming to my mind, but for me, it's, um, it's that you've got to have that uh, matching of the investing and the, uh, the end result to the actual goals. Mm-hmm. And what are you trying to achieve with, with what you're doing? Cause a lot of people just, um, it's become like a buzzword at the moment, investing and, you know, people want to, want to just do it because they think they should be doing it. But yeah. in reality, they, you know, you, it's, it's got to have a purpose and it's about personalizing that recommendation to that person. I think that's a very important part of, 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 um, of, of advice and make sure that it's suitable. Good answer, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> again, you know, a bit of a broad question. Um, you know, where do you see the advice market? moving forward is the advice gap going to get better with you know such companies such as open money and um, other similar companies out there or you know where do you see it well that's the aim that's the aim i mean uh you know very hopeful that services like ours are going to going to bridge the gap um certainly you know there's a, there's a very real need for advice um you know in this country and you know there's Certainly, it's, I think it's a direction of travel that's only going to, it's only going one way. It's going to become, technology is going to, um, you know, to influence the advice process in, in more ways in the future. What the eventual um, sort of model that wins out and and, uh, and becomes the dominant form of advice in the future, it's hard to say. Um, and that's kind of what's exciting about being in a company like Open Money because, you know, it's very agile and, and we're able to to adapt and see where what direction technology and the market's going, and mm. you know act accordingly. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 you know it's difficult to predict exactly how it will be. But one thing I'm certain of is that uh, advice is you know here to stay, and, and technology is going to play a big part in that future. And in a way, the the, the pandemic's really brought that on with um, you know with a lot of traditional advisors actually starting to use uh, remote tools. Yeah. Um, you know, video conferencing, um, portals, all these all these different elements that are now open banking. It's all becoming uh, almost standardized uh, as part of an advice proposition. Um, and things with, you know, open money, part of our services are that instantaneously, if you go through our advice process, you can put your information in, and you can, um, you know, in a very short period of time, get a, a, a suitability report generated right there and then. Mm-hmm. Whereas that was that's kind of almost mind blowing from, from me. I've been working parabolining for for years because I can imagine, yeah. You know, report writing is, is some, yeah. one of the most intensive <laughs> elements. Um, so things like that, are, you know, areas where we're, you know, driving innovation, I can definitely see that that growing. And I think from a customer experience perspective that's going to be a game changer as well. Um, because sometimes I think there is um, a misalignment almost between expectation um, from a customer point of view and, and, and how advice is delivered currently. And I think in this, we want it now sort of uh, culture of, of expecting, you know, especially with like instant payments and, and banking, um, you know, customers who haven't ever experienced advice um sometimes expect that and i think with open money we're, we're sort of doing uh you know pushing innovation to try and make that achievable 